if they're doing well in their life and they're doing well in school, then the chances of them doing well in golf are far higher. And so, you know, they are not their golf score. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mental Golf Show. I'm your host, Josh Nichols. And on today's episode of the show, I have Auburn University head women's coach Melissa Llewellyn on. Coach Llewellyn has been coaching college golf for 20 years. She has taken teams to the NCAA top 10 12 times. So listen up because she knows what she's talking about. All right, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. I'm Melissa Llewellyn. I'm the women's golf coach at Auburn University. Um, I've been in golf my entire life and career. Um, I went to the University of Tulsa. I played professional golf for 14 years. And then uh, I'm now in my 20th year of coaching. My first uh, coaching job was at Tulsa. And then I was at Arizona State for 13 years. And then got recruited in the, to come to Auburn. And here I am. That's awesome. Yeah, I was looking through your bio a little bit, and obviously the first thing that stuck out to me was how long you've been doing it. Um, it's uh, and obviously the list of accomplishments are are, are really good. Uh, and and it seems like in the last handful of years at Auburn, you've gotten just a little bit better every year, and to culminate in a good finish last year. Um, as far as conference and NCAAs goes. So with that being said, is there, obviously there's a transition to go from one school to the next, but the principles are the same. So what kind of principles and coaching philosophies do you take from one school to the next? Well, I mean, one thing I've certainly realized um, since leaving Arizona State and coming to Auburn and trying to help, you know, rebuild that program um, it doesn't matter where you're ranked. We're all just trying to get better. It doesn't matter if you're ranked, you know, 50th in the country or 100th in the country or 5th in the country or 1st in the country. You're, you're just trying to get better. And so I guess maybe that's my philosophy is like, how, how can I make my players better? Right. So do you have a, a go-to philosophy or like a like it worked at Tulsa or it worked at Arizona state. So I'm going to try it here. A, a process of improvement. Do you have like a, I always do this with players. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I'm not that hardcore process person. Um, I try to take each player as an individual to, you know, what their needs are. Um, you know, I believe in like in vision 54, helping a player become their own best coach. Um, just at that age, they've, they've been taught for a long time, just wanting to make sure that they understand what they are working on, what makes them better, um, and, and really owning it, you know, that they're not quite as dependent and that they really, really own their golf swings and they own their games, um, just kind of maturing into that. Right. So like, a, an emotional maturity, um, yeah. I guess in that in that stage of going from, I remember it was a huge, huge change in my life. So, um, so do you feel 
would you like classify yourself as like a mentor or or do you do you kind of have an opinion of what your role is in a in a player or are you just there to 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 respond to what they you or or are you an active I'm very I mean I think I'm a very um our coaching staff is very mentor driven um you know like we're all we feel like we're always there for our players we're at every practice we're incredibly involved um you know it's uh I'm a certified sports life coach so I bring some of those things into you know, everyday life of being a college athlete, the challenges and, you know, understanding, you know, what, what they're going through. Um, I've been there and done that. And then also where they want to go. So I've been there and done that too. So just really trying to, I recruit very high character people. Um, so I don't really have to worry too much about their decision-making. Um, but you know, they all have their stresses and I, re- I, it's been a while since I've been in college, but I still remember how stressful it was and just, uh, really to be there to support them on and off the golf course. Right. More of a holistic, not just, uh, results golf mm. only you're, you're, that's, you're, you're bigger. You're about more than that. Oh yeah. I mean, if, if someone is not just players that are in college, but players that are preparing for college or are trying to get to that level and um do you have a a philosophy on like what you would tell a high school player because in my email to you i said i i work with junior players and um i wouldn't i would never say can you can you look at my player that's not i Mm -hmm. I, that's not what i'm worried about but if you could um like a lot of high school girls, I work with a lot of junior girls, they don't really know what it takes to get to, they don't even know what it's like to be a college player. They don't know what it would take to get to that level to make that jump. And would you have anything to say to that player? I mean, I think you have to be, you have to absolutely be passionate about the game that no one can kind of force you to go out and practice it can't be your parents and you know it's got to come from you um because if it's someone else pushing you to do it it'll all come out in college and it it, it always does <laughs> and so you know if you if you really want to play division one athletics you've got to really really love the sport and you have to love the grind because we're such a skills based sport that you have to put a lot of time in and just know that and you know, embrace that and know that you're going to have additional pressures with school and you'll have time for social, but not as much time as the regular student. But those are the sacrifices that you make. But the the payoffs for, for all that hard work um, are so satisfying because in golf, yes, you have a support team around you, but you're the one that actually makes it happen. And so it, it's incredibly satisfying. And if you're wired that way and that's what you love to do, then, then you can do it. Um, but if there's a doubt, like if this is what I really want to do, do I want to be a college athlete? If you have to question yourself, then you shouldn't do it. Right. It has to be a total conviction, commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Passion, like you said. And, and if that's, if, if there's any of those doubts already, then 
you probably won't ever even see that player because they're probably not uh, maybe even high enough skill to be on your radar in the first place. They have to have that from a a pretty young age. You know, like when they discover that they fall in love with golf, then they typically get better. Right, yeah, love for the game and, and, like, improvement. Mm-hmm. are pretty uh, closely related. Absolutely, just cuz it takes it takes a lot of time on task. Right, yeah, so you better you better love it. So, um I guess with that to shift a little bit um to back to your kind of current players and the players that you see on a daily basis when when one of them is let's say struggling and they've they've had some bad scores or maybe even they're just going through a tough time in their life that maybe is leading to bad scores. Do you have a, like a tactic or, or a thing that you do to help that player specifically? Well, I like to do individual meetings um, on a, you know, fairly, fairly frequent basis, not overdone, but think we we gather a lot of information during those meetings um I have some tools from sport life coaching that I use um that can really kind of get to the the points fairly quickly um you know and they 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 have the answers to the to their questions they they all have the questions you just have to kind of bring them out or, or they have the answers you just kind of have to bring them out sometimes and so uh, I just use those those tools um you know, get them anchored into why they're doing what they're doing. And, and, and sometimes, you know, things change through, through college and where their focus is and, you know, that decision-making time of, do I want to play at the next level or what am I doing with my life? And, uh, you know, just try to help them and support them and, you know, remind them that they, even though their decisions of what they want to do beyond college have possibly changed how they really just remember what you know what they love about the game and that usually helps keep them anchored into while they're playing college golf um but you know there it's a it's a time in college of a lot of change and change is inevitable and um you know just really i I believe in it there's a change formula that there's in order to make change you have to have uh, new thinking, some new skills, some new hope, and um, you have to have all three of those things to be able to make change. And so uh, I understand that change is going to happen, and I'm just here to support them through it and try to help them stay anchored in where, what they really love to do. Right. So that just to talk to that new hope part of that formula, is that is that something you are trying to cultivate in the player or like bring out of them or uh, yeah well if they're struggling um obviously they're <clears throat> they're feeling frustrated depressed um you know sometimes not motivated because it's not fun and understanding that you know everyone thinks that getting better is like that straight line you've all seen that graph where it just goes straight you think you're going to just keep getting better every single day and it, there's a lot of peaks and valleys and understanding that that's just kind of part of it um and understanding that you know if you've done it 
you've performed well in the past, you can certainly do it again. Um, we, we do work with um, a mental coach and it is, I think what we do very well is that we're very consistent with our mental approach to the game and uh, rather than just having someone come in and talk about it and then they're gone and you know then we go along our merry way I think we're, we're very very consistent in in the mental approach and I think that really we haven't seen a lot of major slumps um, with our players and I, and I think that consistency just that ritual routine really helps. So what kind of things that's that's interesting that you work with a mental coach what kind of things does he or she specifically do with the players um is it like uh like regularly reviewing rounds or uh or is it just meeting one-on-one and walking around the course with them or what kind of things do they do well there's there's a lot of things in the NCAA rules that we that our mental coach cannot do and so he cannot be on the range or on the putting green or on the golf course um working with a player so it and and that can, you know, someone that's not a collegiate athlete, then they can do those things with a mental coach. So it does handcuff us a little bit. But um, what we do is the consistency of talking through um, a tournament. After every tournament, they talk to our mental coach and, you know, on the phone and, <clears throat> excuse me, um, review, you know, kind of what went well, what, what could have been better. And we um, have identified, you know, there's just, we have about a list of about a dozen different mental mistakes <clears throat> that a player can make. And so they track them. And it's been astounding as to how many mental mistakes that a player can make in a round. And then we, you know, we, we know that when you make a mental mistake, it may or may not cost you a shot. But... Um, it's, it's definitely helped us save some shots down the road. Yeah, if you can, if there's 12 mental mistakes you can make and maybe you make, you know, several of them more than once, all of a sudden you're talking about, you know, 15 to 20 possible times you can, uh, you know, lose a shot just because of a mental mistake. And mm-hmm. so just cutting out just a little bit of those mistakes is huge. Um, and, that, and that's where, that's where, um, our mental coach really just talks them through and just, you know, keep providing tools to help, you know, get past some of the, the ones that they continue to, to make. And, you know, it's a very, you know, long, long time ago, somebody's made a quote about golf is that it's, you know, 10% physical and 90% between the ears. And I just think that over the time of golf is that most people know that, but they don't do a lot of work on it. And so uh, we still were not at 90% of working the mental game, but we certainly have upped our game. Right. And the, the level of player that you're going to have at Auburn is, is already going to be probably to, to mix numbers, 90% good golf game. Like everyone can always get better with their physical game, but, by that time you've weeded out the players that are really struggling with their physical game. So it's time to, okay, let's access that talent. And yeah. I I just think it's really, you know, once a player gets to a certain level, it is difficult to, 
um, to significantly improve a scoring average. And so you have to really look at the little pieces where you can improve. And to, to us, I mean, the mental side is a, is a, is a big piece of where our players can improve. Right. So, uh, work with working with a mental coach, um, do players, uh, do, I guess, does it take a lot of explaining or a lot of, uh, convincing that this is healthy or do most players at that level kind of naturally know, okay, I see this is probably going to be helpful. Well, our best example is our, our freshman. She's played very well for us, and she's a strong mind. And I think she was a bit skeptical at first. And, you know, uh, and now she's got a semester under her belt. And she's like, I was, you know, I wasn't really on board at first. She goes, but it's, you know, it's simple. And I'm like, you weren't talking to him because you're broken. You know, and I think that was a little bit of the stigma is like, you only talk to a mental coach if you're like playing bad. I'm like, no, we're, you know, you're not broken and none of our players are broken. And so that's just to, to know that, you know, they don't have major issues with their mental game. You know, a lot of people end up seeing a mental coach or talking to someone because they're just completely at the bottom. That's when they think that, you know, it's kind of like I equate that to a tutor. You know, it used to be when I was in school, you'd have you get a tutor because you're failing. Nowadays, you get a tutor because you're making a B and you want to make an A. And so that's where I equate um, the use of our mental coach is that we're we're trying to make A's. Right. You're you're using it. This is a technical term as a prophylactic, like in or as a preventative maintenance instead of. Uh, you're, you're at rock bottom. We need to, we only send our players that are head cases to the mental coach. You, you say, none of you are head cases. You're all doing Mm -hmm. pretty good, but let's make it, make sure that you can improve or that you don't get worse. Like let's, let's only focus on improvement. Let's not focus on how bad you're doing. Right. Absolutely. It's just, it's just, you know, how to, how to be champion performers. So do you, do you have a goal or like a, like a succinct sentence that you say, this is my goal as a coach, as a mentor, as a, as a help, a guide for these players at the end of four or five years or whatever, this is what I hope to accomplish. Improvement. You know, that we, we do, we're very statistical based sport. We keep, you know, they all keep their stats um, we review them frequently, you know, it, are our players getting better? And, you know, from, from, from just the, the golf part of it. And then on the, the, the human side, um, are they capable of going out in the world and making a difference, you know, being good human beings and, and productive and, and, and just, just, you know, we're proud of them and they're proud of us. You know, we just want them to have a great experience while they're at Auburn. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's, it's both sides of the same coin. Um, so do you, with that, uh, with the golf side, is it simply uh, you're, you started here as a freshman with your scoring average and you ended here as a senior with your scoring average and we're monitoring it as we go. I mean, yes, that's, that's, Num- the numbers don't lie. Right. 
Right. So, so how, I guess my, you know, selfishly, I've, I've been, I've started kind of started as a mental coach uh, at the beginning of this year. And, you know, the, the dozen players or so that I have, I'm, I'm interested in how to measure their improvement uh, with the mental game. Yes, I can measure um, their scoring average and, you know, that, and scores go up and down, up and down, and that's just golf. But like you're saying, how do you, uh, how would you measure their ability to go out and make the world a better place? Like, are these things measurable or do you just see and like, I know that you have improved? Well, I mean, I think it's, like if a student asks me to write them a rec- letter of recommendation, that my goal is that I want to be able to write a letter of re- recommendation um, from my heart, that I fully believe in them. And if there's a player that I really don't, I'm hesitant to, to write that letter, that's not, a, I haven't done my job. Right. You take it, you take it on yourself and your job as a, as a coach and a guide to yeah, exactly. to say I want to get you to this point where I'm comfortable with doing this. Exactly. Great. Yeah, that's that's good. That's that's what I'm learning from just talking to coaches and seeing people outside of my own coach uh, when I was in college and saying no one is m- primarily interested in the golf and and the scores. It's a holistic uh relationship and um you're confirming that again. So <laughs> Uh, it's good. It's good to hear. Um, so I guess I didn't, that was kind of all the questions I had. It, uh, it wasn't a super involved thing that I needed, but, um, I don't know. Do you have any questions for me? Um, where do you live? I'm in Apex, North Carolina, kind of close to Raleigh, um, over, uh, over here in North Carolina. A lot of, a lot of good junior golfers in that area. That's right. There, um, North Carolina does a good job. Obviously, Alabama probably does too, but uh, <laughs> not as good. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's a handful of good kids, but as far as div- like a lot of kids, not so much. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know the the men's side really well, um, and I can't I can't finish in the top fifty in a state tournament. There, it's just everyone is so good and they're just so young and. Um, yeah, North Carolina is hard as a golfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so have you, obviously you're in Auburn now. Uh, where did you grow up? Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, so you, it was a natural fit for you to, did you say you, where did you play? <clears throat> I played at Tulsa. You and, played at Tulsa, okay. Yeah, my mom was my coach there. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So it was a, it was a natural, a natural fit for you to just keep on coaching. I I guess so. I mean, when I was playing, I never thought of coaching ever. Mm, Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. So it's some, some people are completely feel like they're destined for it and others Mm. of us fall into it and then you kind of fall in love with it. So. Right. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a lot of uh, satisfaction with it to, to be able to help a player and not, like to separate yourself from the physical side of it and say, I helped w- this one person. And that there's just something with that is um, 
is really very, really nice very satisfying yeah. yeah you just but i think sometimes we just sit there and go do i really know what i'm doing mm, for sure <laughs> you know? and none of us really do <laughs> no you're just you, know, you just kind of try to keep learning and growing yeah so that's good um well i appreciate it okay well thank you yeah thank you so much and have a wonderful day all right good luck to you bye-bye all right bye Thanks for listening to this episode of The Mental Golf Show. If you liked it, I'd love it if you subscribed. And if you want some more, you can go to joshnicholsgolf.com. Or I would love to get in touch with you. Just send me a text, 336-399-1825. All right, catch you next time.